So, <laughs> is, this is sponsored content. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Smart Money with Keith Springer. So, SFA Springer Financial Advisors mm-hmm. paid to create Smart Money with Keith Springer. Okay, hosted <laughs> by Keith Springer. You can't have your name in all of these fucking things because people are going to find out that there's a conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean that's not the only way to find out. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yes, that is a way to find a very easy way to find out. Yeah. Um, the SEC's complaint further alleges that Springer went into great lengths to hide prior charges by the SEC and his disciplinary history with the New York Stock Exchange, Uh hiring internet search suppression consultants and instructing employees not to provide the information to prospective clients. Oh, they 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 came down with them with the, the with the stick. They 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 gave him a spanking when they disciplined him. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you have to pay Google to scrub your name from search histories? Um, you can, well, I actually have some insight into this. You can't. How do you have insight into this? It, you, uh, because I've worked for uh, companies that deal with SEO, search engine yeah, okay. optimization, and the short answer is, Gabe, you can't. Huh. But what you can do is you can hire these companies that will basically try to not stop Google from like uh, making a certain assumption about you, but like redirect it. And the common thing that people can relate to recently is when Boris Johnson had that weird interview with like the BBC and they're like, what do you do in your spare time? And he's like, well, I like to create these, uh, miniature buses out of milk cartons, and uh, oh, yeah, you know, so I make these, these little cities and stuff. And people are like, "Oh, that's really strange, and you're a freak for doing that." What do you do to relax? What do you do to switch off? Uh, I, I, well, I like to paint. Um, oh, I make things. I like to. What do you make? I make. I have a thing where I make models of. I mean, when I was in like, well, Mayor of London, we build a beautiful. I make buses. You make models of buses. I make models of buses. See, they're going to be do, in Downing Street. So, so what I do? No, what I don't make models of buses. But what I, I make is, I get, I get old, um, I don't know, wooden crates. Yeah. Right. And then I paint them. And they, and they have two. two suppose it's a white. It's a box that's been used to contain two two wine bottles, right? Right. And it will have. A, 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 a dividing thing. Yeah. And I turn it into a bus, and I, so I, I put passengers. You really want to know this? You're making, you know the, you're making make, buses. Make, yeah, you're I making paint, cardboard I, buses. Paint, no, okay, I that's paint. what you do to enjoy yourself. I paint, no, I paint no. the passengers. But they actually think that he did that, so people would Google Boris Johnson miniature bus sculptures instead of Boris Johnson Brexit bus advertisement, which is what he was commonly <laughs> associated with Previously, no. Yes, way. yes. Yeah, it's, if he did it on purpose, it's ingenious. Uh, it's also evil. Uh, but yeah, they're, wild. They're, yeah, there's actually, and those consultants, they do seem like a scam initially. But yeah. then there are people who have been like severely publicly shamed who use them. So people stop googling. It's like uh, googling them for like the horrible thing that they accidentally did. Like, well, wasn't it when uh, Harvey Weinstein? They had uh, they. In the New York Times, they had the podcast where they talked about the lawyers that were representing him on the way up to trial, and they told him uh, just do some uh, do some charity events, Yo. get some good PR going for you. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you see him struggling up the the, the stairs, yeah, ridiculous, just like ridiculously, as if he were like like just like with like his as if his legs didn't work all of a sudden. He was like 
carrying a walker and then he was walking up the railing as if like truly his like complete bottom half had gone <laughs> completely limp <laughs> over the course of walking from the car to the courthouse then from the courthouse to the steps how could i how could i be a sexual predator when uh, i have no movement or feeling I, below I, my I, belly button yeah. i'm i'm so hey, i've eaten so much pussy i am so tired <laughs> oh what a workout hey baby my dick is numb <laughs> yeah so um yeah he probably paid people to be like oh what's his name again keith springer he's like keith Springer fun like people yeah. google that instead, instead of, of yeah P- Keith Springer FEC disciplinary yeah. action so yeah. he got um he had three different charges by three different regulatory agencies yeah uh, in 2005 he got something against the SEC he got uh sanctioned for $50,000 okay um not nothing misrepresenting the performance of a hedge fund managed by overvaluing a struggling quote unquote dot com in which the hedge fund had invested. Is he wait, when did that happen? Two thousand five. So he's like being like, look, this dot com boom, it'll never end. <laughs> yeah, I know. Five, six years after uh pets.com ceases to exist. <laughs> a common dot com bust. Yeah, if you know Keith Springer's a problem when he still is in a quote unquote dot com in two thousand five. Yeah. You should not trust this man's judgment. <laughs> the second thing he got um, so this is like he like actually uh, Maryland Division of Securities, December of 1999. But really what it comes down to is remember how we talked about FINRA? Um, yes. FINRA is the self-regulating organization that is given authority to govern by the SEC. Yes. Right. But it's actually a private corporation. See, this is helpful because I rem- I'm remembering it a little bit more every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep bringing it up every time because it's a, a silly name. It's, imp- it's, impo- it's, it's, it's important. It's going to start coming up at the, uh, during my lunch breaks, I'll <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Be talking to my coworkers about FINRA. Just drop it, drop it into random conversations. So yeah. they used to be called the New York, they knew they used to be, Owned by the New York Stock Exchange. Oh. That's how trustworthy FINRA is. It used to be owned by the New York Stock Exchange. What could go wrong? What could possibly happen? So they, um, so he was basically, um, he got barred from the New York Stock Exchange in 1999. <laughs> Keith Springer did. Get, get out of here. We're so, not letting you in the building. <laughs> <laughs> he was engaged in conduct inconsistent with just and equitable principles in trade. Oh my um, God! How do you get ugh the, the, he, from that? It, I, you it's a bad, those those people? I know, I know. He engaged in a course of conduct whereby he. If, I'm just reading from Finra's website. Has this thing called Broker Check. You can look up any financial advisor or any broker dealer oh. and look up their history. We can talk about that another episode because there's actually this whole other issue with Broker Check and that there's this whole like expungement process where you can remove certain allegations in it. So it's they can with- scrub. But you can't scrub your Google search. That's true. Yes. But you can scrub your broker uh, shenanigans, peccadillos. Yeah. (laughs) Give them a good rub down, you know, scrub them down, you know. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of skeletons in the closet. Do you guys have any acid I can use to dissolve those bones? (laughs) Uh, That's what it is. Rate my professor for brokers. (laughs) More or less. um, Yeah. The the, the chili pepper is, uh, I guess, getting barred from the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. 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 Gives too much homework. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Engaged in conduct inconsistent with just and equitable principles of trade. Um, 
he uh, delayed allocation of such trades until post-execution and then allocated allocated trades with better executions to his personal account no. to the detriment of numerous customer accounts. That's a bad one, apparently. Oh, uh, Cause a violation of Rule 401. We all know Rule 401. Um, yeah. That sounds, oh, is yeah. is that when the droids uh, and clones start killing <laughs> all the kill Jedi? Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Execute Operation 66. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He affected improper post-execution allocation of trades, with, which resulted in the granting of preferential treatment to himself. Oh, man. Um, he attempted to obstruct his member firm employer's internal investigation into his trading activities. Yeah. Caused a violation of Exchange Rule 440, the bad one. <laughs> SEC Regulation 17A3 and 17A4BY. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. A4. By, by failing to make, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> said, it's all it's by. in all caps. It's hard to read. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. By failing to make and preserve required and timely records on one or more occasion relating to designation and execution of custom orders. So all of this stuff is publicly available on Broker Check. Keith Springer's trying to fuck with his own SEO and mm-hmm. make this happen. So the smart money man, Keith Springer, uh, maybe a little too smart for his own good. A uh, little dumb money, if I'm talking. <laughs> then, he, then, he, then he broke rule 550, ask grass or cash, nobody rides for free. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he, so Keith Springer is, um, is our story of the week. Um, we don't know how much he's going to get charged for. Uh, so we're going to, that, that's um, a nice amuse-bouche. Yeah. Uh, we got two more things we want to talk about today. We want to do a bit of a follow-up on... Uh, a couple things. Uh, first off, today, um, Cory Booker dropped out. And oh. the reason why I bring him up is because Cory Booker, um, a lot of people don't know this, was the only Democrat as of um, January 13th, 2020, when we're recording this, who had an active super PAC. Really? I thought Biden had one. Biden has a super PAC. It has zero dollars in it. But he has a super pack. Not and active, dormant. dormant. Whoa. He's got like an unloaded gun. Just he's, wait. He's so Cory Booker had a super pack. Cory Booker was the only, as, as of opensecrets.org, he was the only candidate who had an active super pack. And um, he's and he had to drop out for quote unquote lack of funds. So like he really had no money or was really unpopular. Cory Booker got um a hundred thousand dollars. From the hedge fund and private equity sector, uh, oh. in his super PAC, mm-hmm. from his his super PAC got that money. Mm-hmm. Um, his campaign got more. Um, his campaign committee only that uh, got four hundred and forty three thousand two hundred ninety two dollars. Oh. Um, so not everything. Um, so he was in second place in the hedge fund sector and all the Democrats behind Joe Biden. Yeah, that makes that, sense. that's that's from direct campaign. But let's look at the, the whole thing, the whole sector um, industry totals. Cory Booker was leading in industry totals because of his super PAC. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. So if he drops out, can, does he just get to walk away with all that money? I think he has to save it for a future political campaign yeah, or, he can, yeah. or, or he has to give it back to the people. Those are the two options. that. No, I think it goes to the DNC, actually, like I or or something to that effect. It's it's a, it's to the point where it's like you can't use the money, but it goes back to either a DNC like pool of or three triple. I don't know these fucking acronyms, but. I don't think he can keep it directly. Ladies and gentlemen, anyone out there listening to Ponzi Scream right now, why don't you uh, email us? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Or just DM us on yeah. Instagram and uh, give us some info on what happens to the money that you uh, that you acquire in a campaign. I think yeah. you're I, – I, I know my mom is uh, 
supported some um, bad candidates in primaries before. And she's Hickenlooper. Yeah, wasn't it, it wasn't specifically Hickenlooper, but like the spiritual Hickenlooper. Yeah. Uh, and she got money back from that. So it is a possibility, I believe. That's... I, I believe. I believe. Let me... I'm just a simple Southern lawyer here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you really do sound like the lawyer from... Um, my, that. What's that movie with the... With the with, um, what about... Mind. Check this out, is, David. Uh, the jury out there. I'm sure it'll give quite a bit of leeway of my client. <laughs> I have r- lowered my cl- incredibly visual gag. I have lowered my glasses. Perfect to the pod. Perfect. To the, grandma, uh, to the very uh, the point of my beak. Um, so um, let's see who else. So that, that's so uh, I'm going to give you the rundown of who's leading in hedge fund and private equity donations. Okay. First place, Cory Booker, RIP, $543,000. Second place, Joe Biden. $452,000. Third place, Pete Buttigieg, $358,000. Fourth place, Donald Trump, $352,000. Oh, okay. okay. Then uh, after that, it is Seth Moulton, Kamala Harris, Michael Bennett, John Delaney, Kirsten Gillibrand. Then Amy Klobuchar, $156,000. Then Beto O'Rourke, then John Hickenlooper, then Tom Steyer uh, with $72,000. Steve Bullock, then Liz Warren with $49,000. Then Jay Inslee... Then Andrew Yang with twenty eight thousand, Julian Castro, and then Bernie Sanders with seventeen thousand six hundred eighty nine dollars. Sensible. What, that's what, super. What? Pe- that's enough money to buy like a like a nice pair of orth- orthopedics for life. <laughs> you yeah. can buy. Look, I don't think you understand how nice of a Corolla you can get. <laughs> this is we're talking about a two thousand twelve lightly used uh, uh, black Corolla, maybe for an Uber hundred thousand miles. That's the screaming deal. All right. Uh, then you got uh, Tim Ryan, Will Weld, Eric Swalwell, Marianne Williamson, R.I.P., Joe Sestick, Bill de Blasio. Tulsi Gabbard's only gotten $1,000 from, from the hedge fund industry specifically, not the securities industry in total. But yeah, what are they, were they loaning her money? <laughs> like, it's like, look, if I could just uh, – uh, actually, this does raise another question. What did – who specifically did Bernie get money from? We can look it up, but it's such a, it's so much more work. Yeah, so much more work. Well, let's sure. let's look it up because I mean, his whole thing is like, I do not take. This is a grassroots campaign. Yeah, you know, this seventeen thousand dollars is going to derail the entire Green New Deal, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know that. it's going to take right. it all. I was planning to transform the nation's infrastructure yeah, yeah, yeah. and economy, but this seventeen thousand dollars has made me rethink that and uh, petroleum. That's really that's real. Realistically, seventeen thousand dollars is probably <laughs> what it would cost to repair a small pothole in New York City <laughs> with all the like labor and uh, and like uh, permitting and everything. Okay, I would. I think that like um, there's a, cu- a couple things about this. Is one, it could very easily be a secretary who works in the hedge fund industry. Like uh-huh. you could be like a front, like or even a custodian. Frankly, like you just have to say the sector that you're in and yeah. who your employer is. So like oh, okay yeah, okay so yeah. when you donate on the when you donate through like Act Blue or like by campaign finance law you have to say who your employer is and what your profession is but oh. I believe that Open Secrets divides it by ind- like the industry totals are what your industry your perfect your employer is in not what role you have in the company okay that makes a lot more sense i believe i could be wrong i could just be making that up right now on the spot to be david nice. be careful and then the other <laughs> uh, and then really but this is this is the other one though is there are a lot of people who have really really evil jobs and really hate themselves for it sure a lot of self-hatred there there's a lot of people 
on Wall Street specifically, whether you're a lawyer paying off your student loans and you work in big law or whether you just like are too much of a wimp to to, to like, you know, you you went to Harvard and you're too scared to turn down all that money that you're going to immediately get right out of undergrad because you're a math whiz Mm -hmm. and you don't know what else to do with your career. There are a lot of people who do work on Wall Street and genuinely hate themselves. Yeah. And those people are not leaders. We should never trust them as leaders, but they are people. Yeah. And we should respect that they are giving to what they presume to be a, a, a person who fulfills their values better than they do themselves. It is entirely possible. It is entirely possible, Someone's my friends. Gonna, I mean, it's only, yeah, it's only $16,000. So what, it's 160 people giving 100 bucks? Oh, no, not even that. Is that what I did that right? No, no. Uh, a thousand people giving 160 bucks. Uh, no, that would be more. Or wait, all I know is that Whatever. it's entirely possible that maybe one man <laughs> who's just that sad that he works in Wall Street is like, "Oh, fucking give you eighteen thousand dollars!" Like, it's, <laughs> like it could it could happen. It actually, can't buy uh, by uh, campaign finance law. You can't give more than twenty seven hundred dollars. Okay, five guys. <laughs> it's the five guys who made the restaurant. They really hate that they're propping up this other uh, version of it. That's so true. That's so yeah, true. And causing anaphylactic shock for probably Gabe. You know, I uh, you, can't even walk into one of those. Places. No, dude, oh my god, that would be a nightmare. Peanut oil everywhere. Oh yeah, they got open air peanuts. Just bag. They're just insulting you. I hate going to uh, bars where they keep the peanut shells on the on the floor. Ooh. You ever go to places like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're deadly allergic. Yeah, I can't handle it. My boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. my you child. Just, you're, uh, you just <laughs> you walk in and you're like, oh man, I'm so happy to get a drink in this country bumpkin. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I welt up. You know what I'm allergic to? Intolerance. Oh, David. <laughs> I have a gold star here for you. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm allergic to peaches. Really? Uh, oh, that's yeah. so sad. Stone yeah. fruits. Yeah. Stone fruits, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. So separate from the hedge fund industry is the securities industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. The securities industry is like mutual funds. That's the th- And we're going to talk about the division in today's episode more. So uh, Cory Booker also led the securities industry. Uh, in campaign and outside group total contributions with nine hundred eighty thousand dollars and six hundred seventy four cents. I'm I'm yeah. surprised he got that much. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, and then Joe Biden was with nine hundred seventy two thousand dollars. Uh, I'm rounding a little bit. Uh, Pete Buttigieg was nine hundred sixty thousand. These guys are all close to each other for first place. Yep. Donald Trump was nine hundred and fifty nine five. Yeah. Um, and then. Then Kamala Harris, then Amy Klobuchar with 510, extra 511. Then Seth Moulton, then Michael Bennett, then Kirsten Gillibrand, then Beto O'Rourke, then John Delaney. Then Elizabeth Warren with 220,000. Excuse me. Then John Hickenlooper, then Steve Bullock, then Bernie Sanders with 133,000. Um, then Andrew Yang with 131. Tom Steyer with 102. Then Jay Inslee, then Will Weld, then Julian Castro, then Tulsi Gabbard with 46,000. Eric Swalwell, Tim Ryan, Bill de Blasio, Marion Williamson with 14,000. <laughs> Joe Sastak, Joe Walsh, Mike Gravel, Wayne Messam only got Wayne Messam only got $260. Good for Mike, Mike Gravel, Gra- though. Mike Gravel got money. Mike, I, yeah. I, I am surprised <laughs> that he got money, period. Off of a Twitter account that he doesn't even run. Yeah, I th- think, those kids got into Columbia, though, and I'm really dude, proud for him. <laughs> I, I honestly, this it, the, the numbers for this, I, I think, make a lot of sense because you've got Bernie up there with like 100, 
K a uh, hundred thousand dollars ish in that in that general area. But then everybody below the him is either some kind of like whimpering simp who's out of the race at this point. Yep. I mean, it's to the point where it's like if Mike Ravel got something or any number of those people below you, it, it it's like proportionally speaking, it's not that anybody like that is not it's like it's not like Bernie is necessarily wed to these people, but it's just like, no, no, no everybody's getting money to this. And like, I would remind everybody that um, Pete Buttigieg, Biden and Cory Booker had like orders of like what? 10 times almost the amount that he had. So close to it. Yeah. Not to, not to play my cards too much with this, but Cory Booker got a hundred thousand dollars just from his super PAC. Yeah. Um, alone. And Bernie was at $130,000 and, and then Donald Trump got $375,000 from his super PAC as well from that. So that stuff is all a little, I mean, I'm also honestly like a little surprised by how little Donald Trump is getting from wall street. Um, yeah, I think that's like a little, that, that was shocking to me, but then there's a third way that open secrets looks at the securities industry. Open and that's what's secrets. called, that's this thing called sector totals. Okay. Okay. And that is the overarching umbrella category of finance, insurance, real estates. Finance, insurance, real estate. So with camp, I want to start with outside groups because the outside groups is crazy. Um, okay. Outside groups, Donald Trump is getting uh, $3 million oh. from this sector. Okay. Cory Booker got a million dollars wow. from this sector. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So this must be real estate people, I assume, or insurance people because it's not, finance was just elucidated, right? Yeah, yeah. Then- Nice worst use of elucidated. Thanks very much. Thanks. Um, so then that means that um, those two are also the top recipients overall campaign and super PACs. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump gets set nearly $7 million from financial insurance and real estate. Wow. Um, then Cory Booker is at 3 million. Pete Buttigieg is at two nine fifty five. Uh Joe Biden Two seven sixty seven, then Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar at one point two million. So wow. big drop off between. Um, I mean, she has half, right? Then Bernie Sanders. Interesting. One point, also one point two million. I am very curious who in that uh, denomination is, uh, like, what their actual technical roles are. I know, right? Yeah. So Beto O'Rourke is at one million. Elizabeth Warren nine hundred eighty-seven. Yeah. So a little bit, a little bit below Bernie. Michael Bennett, Seth Moulton, John Delaney, Kirsten Gillibrand, John Hickenlooper, Andrew Yang four hundred seventy-one. Uh, Steve Bullock, Jay Inslee, Julian Castro, Tulsi Gabbard two hundred fourteen thousand dollars. Bill De Blasio. I mean, this is a huge sector of the economy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, really, really very. Then Bill De Blasio, Tom Steyer one forty-four, but he's all self self-funded, anyways. Um, Marion Williamson, Tim Ryan, Will Welds, Eric Swalwell, Joe Stadstack, Mike Ravel. Mike Ravel got $4,000 from this industry. Um, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and, and then, uh, th and then a few more then then a few of the other weirdos. Um, but yeah, so that is some of the open secret stuff. A few weird stories specifically tied to, um, some sort of like don donors thing. One quick thing is one notably absent person is Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg, um, I don't know if you guys have watched cable recently, but he's all over cable. He's going to give a billion dollars to uh, the Democratic Party and candidate. 
it's funny because he's nice. he, he's just nice, like nice uh, man. he's like it's a weird pivot because he's already like look I'm gonna lose like he, he but also he's still running a campaign you know but he's putting out ads all the time mm-hmm. and one of his ads is Mike Bloomberg has never received money from any influence group ever which is. <laughs> The most misleading yeah. advertisement I've ever seen in my life because he is a billionaire that has been self-funding his entire yeah. political career. Danny Feltz has never <laughs> once punched a car out of rage when it almost ran him over. Yeah. <laughs> Just an absolutely insane. Uh, uh, yes. I mean, like, but that, also an influence group means he's never received a money from a union. It means he's never received a money from like a nonprofit's. He's never, you know what I mean? Like an influence group is also those sorts of things he's, as well. Yeah, he's never taken a constituency into account when he's making his decisions. There is no army that backs his ideas. He doesn't stand for anything other than his own ego. Yeah, yeah that that was that was what I was going to say because when we read that, you, you sent David sent over a, a Bloomberg article that was about that, and it, it was talking about how he doesn't like pay into special interests, and it's like, yeah, buddy, but like that doesn't make any sense because when you say you don't get any contributions from corporate or whatever stuff it's like no 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 you're that when they got rid of like campaign finance when they did the campaign finance stuff uh what, what was it called the, the security campaign finance reform yeah yeah what like that's what you mean yeah or, yeah okay. that that supreme court case oh, they were general. like they were like yeah corporate corporations are people too and i agree that i disagree with that for everybody except Michael Bloomberg. He seems like what a corporation would be if it was a person. Like, he's he, absolutely Well, that. he's also founder, CEO, and majority shareholder of Bloomberg. Yeah. Which is like, you know, the financial sector publication. One of the financial sector publications of record. And also having like all its arms and all sorts of other little financial sector things like the Bloomberg machines. Um, but like... He uh, reminds me of Mandias from The Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even... Yeah. Uh, not. He's not as smart as that fictitious character, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. he is the idea of a sort of a, a super um, f- empowered uh, human who wants to impose his will on the world for our own good. Yeah. So it, his whole run is a, a paternalistic, um, you know, take on like superhero billionaire saving yeah. us He's from also ourselves. Got, like, some serious like Charles Foster Kane sort of vibes to him right i mean like it's a classic like media mogul pivoting to politics yeah sort of like uber ambition you know like the 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 ultimate like the original man like um i don't know like cultural understanding of what hubris is in the modern world is like a corporate media mogul pivoting to politics and becoming a megalomaniac yeah it's kind of refreshing in a way because it's like elon musk where you know where elon musk is just like I'm fucking crazy. I date Grimes. Uh, I, I made a wacky ass truck, <laughs> and Mike Bloomberg is just the boring version of that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I prefer Mike Bloomberg's aesthetic, frankly. I, I <laughs> just aesthetically, look, that's look, that's all. It's the only thing. I mean, like, I don't. Look, I, don't want I would make to... a very sensible truck. It would be all round corners. <laughs> look, I'm sh- I'm sure that Mike Bloomberg's Seder is very tasteful. I would. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be very nice. It would be you... like a PT Cruiser, but rounder. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that he. Yeah, yeah. I, I would prefer his electric. Car than Elon Musk's elect- cyber truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> cyber truck. But uh, so Mike, uh, a thing just came out in the Intercept um, that said uh, his campaign is Mike Bloomberg's campaign is completely managed 
by lobbyists. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, who is Mike Bloomberg actually like loyal to? To whom does he like owe a duty? And that is like the minority shareholders at Bloomberg LLP, even though he's the majority shareholders. I guess like the government when they're cracking down on his multi-billion dollar empire and the people that he hires is the only like means of influence and like oversight over Mike Bloomberg. And so it's like Stu Loser. I don't even know how to pronounce loser. It's like, I swear to God, it's Stu. I swear to God, it's it's Stu Loser. (laughs) It is S-T-U-L-O-E-S-E-R. How would you pronounce that? Maybe Loiser. Ew. That's, that's almost worse than loser. Yeah, yeah. Loiser? It's, it's fucking... Um, but he um, was retained by Purdue Pharma, uh, makers of OxyContin. Oh, they're fun. Big um, fan of their work. Yeah. <laughs> I love what they've done to West Virginia. <laughs> really cleaned uh, up the place. Love what they did to Prince, RIP. Oh, uh, but those on. pills feel like your, your insides are in a warm bathtub. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're surrounded by uh, slugs, but in a good way. <laughs> mm, I want to be... <laughs> I want to be covered in warm slugs. Oh, I hate it. Oh. 98.5 degrees yeah. in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, campaign manager is Kevin Sheiky. Gross. Another gross name. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Kevin. Cool. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> stamp. Uh, uh, he previously was a lobbyist for Bloomberg, um, but he also uh, helped to do the NBC Comcast merger. Um, oh, that's not a conflict of interest there. Bra- oh, no. Yeah, Bradley Tusk, an advisor to Bloomberg's campaign. Uh, that sounds like a strong was, man. I uh, like that. Bradley Tusk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, yeah. Respect, sounds like a porn star. <laughs> honestly, yeah, respect to a fellow Bradley out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. He previously was a lobbyist for Uber, um, and he has a... <laughs> For Uber, uh, he was, he's also um, making the world a better he place. Later, worked to win passage of laws in seven states designed to exempt gig economy workers from labor rights. Oh, cool. okay. Um, I love. I like where he's going. Tusk yeah. Strategies, his consulting firm, is currently registered to represent the Police Benevolent Association of the City of New York. Dude, when I read that, that was the most <laughs> egregious. People outside of New York are not going to understand it, but you have to understand that the NYPD are uniquely awful they truly are yeah yeah so this guy is a winner i mean he's so it's uh he goes from uber to keeping uber drivers from being able to uh unionize yep and then uh, and then the police and and also his consulting firm um Registered to represent internet payday loan provider Money Lion. What, what? Oh man, <laughs> that is, that is, just like predatory on the poor, oh preying so, on the poor. Lo- like, uh, loan sharks, uh, ra- race soldier, uh, uh, SWAT teams, yeah. and uh, anti anti union activists. This guy is a 21st century version of like like every bad like in the depression like all the like the 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 the, the what are the guys who went to west like actually went into west virginia the pinkertons the pinkertons he's like a 21st century pinkertons yeah 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 he's bad he's not a great guy uh yeah but he does have a great name that's all i have to say about not that. a good look tusk <laughs> not a good look um so that's i think that's important to talk about another weird thing to talk about um this is going to get into the weeds a little bit uh, folks, bring your hedge clippers. Um, so there's this rule, okay? There is a rule on the financial sector is not allowed to give um, more too much money to people who manage pension, public pension funds, essentially. Yes. Yes. Okay. So 
this idea is that they don't want to essentially create what's called a quote unquote pay to play scheme. Okay. Because when you are a municipal, let's say you're a mayor of a small town in, I don't know, uh, like Illinois or Indiana or something like that. Yeah, um, a college place. A maybe, college maybe, town. Maybe, maybe there's a very well-known football, college football team there based off of a something, French uh, cathedral. Something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say it's called L'Arc de Triomphe College. Yeah, and yeah. So he, uh, excuse me, this, this alleged mayor um, is in charge of picking the company that is going to manage the investment portfolio of all of the city employees. Sure. We'll oh, sure. For the retirement plan. We'll, yeah. we'll call this ever evergreen uh, investments. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so you have, um, so let's say you have the, um, what's the, where, Lark to Triumph, city of Lark to Triumph. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, North Bend, Indiana. Yeah, North Bend, Indiana. Okay, yeah. so they have their employees, all the, you know, if, if it's owned by, if the trash collectors are, you know, uh, city employees, the teachers are city employees, firemen, firemen are city employees, cops are city employees. Unfortunately, the cops are part of the city. Librarians, so, librarians, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so all of these folks, okay, they have retirement funds. Hopefully, they have retirement funds. Those retirement funds are in a big fund, usually mm-hmm. called like the North Bend, Indiana, uh, you know, employees retirement fund. Sure, I envision a giant cauldron. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just tossing coins in there. Just tossing it in there. Donald, uh, Scrooge McDuck in it, but, like, not with gold. Like, just regular quarters. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And So it's a big pool. It's a communal It's a communal pool. <laughs> it is a pool. <laughs> yeah, it is. So the um, financial sector is, has, they'll manage that, obviously. Like, it's not, like, like, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Oh, what? What? Who's that? Who's that? Uh, I don't he, know what you're talking about. David. Uh, that someone is not whoever is the mayor. It was like the head of some municipal or state pension plan. We'll is call him Mayor Kev. Yeah, Mayor, mayor Kev. Mayor Kev. Talking Everyone Kevin. trusts a Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is responsible for selecting the financial advisor who is going to manage this pension fund. Because I, he's, he's not going to do it himself. I'm yeah. the uh, financial advisor. I work for Evergreen Investments. Precisely. That person under SEC. And FINRA rules is not allowed to give um, more than three hundred and fifty dollars. Mayor Kev to Mayor Kev. Yeah, Mayor Kev. What's going on, man? <laughs> What's going on, Mayor Kev? Look, your campaign—you're ramping it up. Elections are next year. Uh, by the way, I work for Evergreen Investments, but that's not a big deal. Oh, that's a great suit. Yeah. What's really important is that I like—I like the cut of your chip. I like your energy. I like how you're young. Yeah. I like how you're gay. But like, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't show everybody. You don't like, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, yeah. we're not really queer about it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like that about it's you. not gross. Yeah. <laughs> you're super trad. You're married. Yeah. yeah fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you literally, your husband's name is Chaste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just called, I just called, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you up right now because uh, I think I, I bumped into you on Main Street earlier this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. We're both, we're both out seeing cats. Yeah, yeah. It was great. And I just want you to know that I would love to contribute money to you uh, for your campaign. And by the way, this has nothing to do with the fact that I work for Evergreen Investments. However, I'm glad that you you remember me from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's the whole thing. It's like it's too close of a bribery. It's too obvious of a bribery. Like – 
let's all be reasonable people. You receive a campaign contribution in excess in a huge amount, especially if it's going to your super PAC or something like that, then that we can exceed $2,700, that sort of stuff that is influential, right? In your decision making down the line. And so the SEC has made a rule that says that you can only give up to $350 to people who will, you will actually be represented by $150 to people who will not be represented by. So we're talking, we're talking about if you are in the financial sector and if you violate that, then you and your company and any associates they're in will be barred for two years from interacting with that pension or public retirement Ooh, fund. Ooh, so they can only give them one and a half PS4s <laughs> uh, in this case. Something like that. Yeah. Really small amount for the financial sector especially. So how that plays out. Um, so an example of that, what happened was John Kasich actually happened with this. Because John Kasich is a governor. You might say that a governor is like the mayor of a state. If you think about it, yeah, and, he's you know walking around. He's eating the various sandwiches of the of that the state has to offer. You know, he loves sandwiches. Yeah, he's eating. He's a, he's a good eater. You know, so, I like a sm- like a Salsalito turkey slice <laughs> yeah. with a little oh. chipotle meal. And How ethnic! You get the, you know, a little couple jalapenos and uh, and crunchy slices. Really? Yeah, like there. banana peppers. You yeah, know yeah. yeah. Oh man, pepper he'd be the pepperoni yeah. freak, man. Yeah, he wants to eat a sandwich that's only banana peppers and pepperoncinis. Yeah, forgive me, <laughs> forgive me, but be, be, he goes to the subway and he just gets mayonnaise. <laughs> it's, it's mayonnaise and banana peppers. Yeah, that's that, the whole... that, that. Can I get a <laughs> glass of milk? Why don't you crush them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you open up that roll of tums over there? Yeah, yeah. Fresh pack and so crush, a nice broad crush glass two of those tums for Duncan. It's the the sandwich and the milk are still both really hard to swallow and fit in his mouth somehow. Oh yeah, like it's just a really big. Um, so anyway, so he, um, an Ohio's based asset manager, uh, Ancora Advisors, um, one of the firm's employees, this was in 2018, contributed more than $24,000. Whoa, that's not $2,240. Uh, to Governor John Kasich between 2013 and 2015 and donated $5,000 to the state's treasurer, Joshua Mandel in 2016. Oopsie. Um, and since 2010, Ancora has provided investment advisory services to the Ohio public pension system. That's a pro- what's left of it. <laughs> yeah. So they were fined. Um, uh, they were, so Ancora Advisors was fined $100,000 for violating these pay-to-play rules. Now, how much is that in the grand scheme of their profits, though? Oh, fucking. I mean, pardon my French. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, They're dead. We can look it up right now. Ancora Advisors AUM. How about that? This is a very easy thing to do. Um, AUM means assets under management. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's all it means. Uh, from what I see, it says assets under management seven point five billion. Whoa! I was honestly, I was gonna, I was conservative. I was gonna be like, maybe it's like a billion. No, no, it's seven point five. It's billion. several billion. Dollars. It says uh, laughable as the idea. Like so, this uh, disincentivizing corruption is is as laughable as carbon credits disincentivizing. I mean, the, yeah. Uh, like carbon emissions. It, I get. I mean, that's an interesting analogy. I wouldn't have thought of it as directly. It's just such a slap on the wrist. It's a, but the big thing that they get is they can no longer interact with um, this pension fund for two years, and they they're like I um, 
which is probably worth more than a hundred thousand dollars in this case. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so they're out. Uh, whatever the um, the revenue would be for the year, maybe, maybe even a billion dollars. Oh, maybe I would. I mean, no. they no. they realistically they probably manage, move, make a hundred thousand dollars in like so this an is, hour. So like, this is also um, a settlement. So they they find it, and they, but like this is after like negotiations that they that the SEC does with industry to try yeah. and like get them to deal with it. Um, and so it probably wasn't like I I, I don't know what they were barred. It does, from what I from what I can tell, I don't know if they were actually. Uh, if they actually were barred uh, from being able to do this, uh, but they're supposed to take a two-year timeout from providing paid advisory services. I didn't get a follow-up on that. I don't know when that, what happened with that. The weird thing about this is, and how this affects us in a in a big way, is as of January first, twenty twenty, Mayor Pete Buttigieg is no longer the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and there have been numerous articles filed all over the media outlets about how Pete Buttigieg is a favorite of Wall Street, um, and yet he has still um, been able to receive these donations, with assuming that these people just are... Essentially, they're giving money under the presumption that they're just not even going to try to get the South Bend, Indiana municipal... Um, you know, the, the, they're not going to get that business. So they're just going to take... Oh, I'm, you know, they're just, they're yeah, just gonna yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to give it to him anyways. Um, Long game. Yeah, there's like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just not gonna have that in the okay, the tiny ass city in Indiana. Who cares, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna give him money because he's running for president. But now that he is, and I don't have any evidence that anyone exceeded the three hundred fifty dollars as an investment advisor. Just for full disclosure this purposes, is, this is what is it? Conjecture? Is that the word? Conjecture. This yeah, is yeah. all. Yeah, this is all educated guess. Um, but like, the important thing to know is that now that he is no longer the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, those rules do not apply to him. Um, he's so, normal like the rest so of now us now. So now he is normal and he can receive even more donations from the financial sector than it's he already had before. It's something that everybody should keep a very close eye on because the probability of it happening much higher now. Like mm-hmm. I would be very surprised if uh, at some point in at least the next two debates uh, something like that came up. Now, whether or not the the news cycle really pays attention to it, that's up for for grabs. I mean, it's so esoteric that it's like not really probably going to get too. It much. would it would have to be a huge thing. Like there would have to be a an actual story connected with it. You there, know? Yeah, we'd have to find we'd have to find some breaking news. Yeah, either um, either not even Bernie would really bring it up at this point. You know, he it's it's too esoteric for him almost. Would, I think Warren would bring it up if anyone's yeah. going to bring it up because she's punching at Pete. Um, she's been punching at Pete recently with the wine cave thing, or whatever, and she's wonky enough that that would be on brand of her to yeah. bring something this wonky up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and she's got a head for policy. People love that. And selfies. <laughs> she loves them. So the reason, another reason why to bring this up today is that today, um, the U.S. Supreme Court. So what happened was with this rule. Is um, the Republican part after this came out? There's uh, the first one came out with the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, which is like kind of like a FINRA, but for the municipal municipal securities industry. Um, then there was one for FINRA itself, which put one out in 2015 that put out this rule about the $350 limit or the two year um, cooling off period or whatever. Yes. Um, instantly, the Republican Party challenges these on First Amendment grounds. Citing McCutcheon, which is kind of like a lead up to Citizens United. 
Um, Citizens United. That's what I was forgetting. That's what we were forgetting. We were both we were both brain farting earlier. So what is Citizens United for me? C- Citizens United says that you can give unlimited campaign contributions to an outside group because it is protected free speech under the First Amendment of the Constitution. Hell yeah. Every yeah, dollar is a vote. Every yeah. dollar is a vote, and that's all that matters. My name is Michael Bloomberg, and now my voice has been heard. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened was this: the Republican Party of Georgia, Tennessee, and New York all challenged this FINRA rule, which limits the financial sector from donating directly to state and municipal leaders who have influence over municipal retirement plans or pensions, right? Weird bedfellows. So yeah, Tennessee, Georgia, and New York. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why these Republic these three Republican parties chose it. Presumably no, Tennessee- New York, sure. Yeah. Yeah. New- uh, yeah. Like New York because yeah, because the, the, it's such a big pot. Yeah. You know, it's and finance. They- yeah. 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 It's yeah. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe Georgia and Tennessee because they're both conservative and they're just like big, like Republican powerhouse states. Yeah, that's true. Could be. Could be. I don't know. So again, conjecture as, as the kids say, um, they appealed that they asked for it on, they first went to the 11th circuit lost. They said that that wasn't the right place to do it. They didn't have standing there. It got moved to the DC circuit, Tennessee and Georgia got dropped. I know. Sorry. Georgia got dropped. Then it was just Tennessee and New York in on this suit in the D.C. Circuit, okay? And the D.C. Circuit said, no, man, this rule is totally valid. They challenged, um, they said that this rule was unconstitutional. They said that it was arbitrary and capricious. They said that it was a violation of the First Amendment. That was the really the big thing. Throwing capricious down like that? Woo! <laughs> man, you mean business. So the, um, it was, they said it was for a violation of the First Amendment because... Really what you need with First Amendment is you can – the government can regulate speech, right? So the crazy thing about this is first off that the government didn't even dispute the fact that money is speech. Um, that is just how far down the Citizens United rabbit hole we are. The D.C. Circuit didn't even say like we're just going to presume that money is speech, but the securities industry has a good enough reason to limit this specific type of quote-unquote speech, a.k.a. campaign contributions. Um, and so that is why they were allowed to do that. And that, that's why they're allowed to make this rule to forbid this specific type, type of speech. It's like the government can forbid um, saying fire in a crowded airplane. They can forbid um, certain types of obscenity. You know, you can you the government can forbid you from saying, uh, you know, the F word on Nickelodeon. You know, the FCC can do that sort of stuff. There, like, yeah. there, are, there is certain types of speech that can be regulated. And this, they said, was serving a legitimate government interest because it was so clearly bribery. Yeah, it's it's very Just, it's yeah. very cut and dry. Um, yeah. Whether or not that gets played out, or, or how rather how that gets played out in the Supreme Court, so they are seeing it, it just got denied today, guys. It got denied? It got denied. Cert got that denied. That is very lovely. Okay, yep. guys. So that is a that is a positive thing because I mean look, I don't really like the Supreme Court one way or another. Uh, but like I can uh pretty much guarantee you it would have gone down like, you know, right around the those um uh whatchamacallit like uh, uh party lines uh, essentially yeah. and uh then you would have had the the joy of getting to see chief justice john roberts be like mm, am i a good boy today or, or not you know uh, <laughs> which is 
weird now because he's a Bush era appointee and like in a weird way he has he has become the deciding vote on many Supreme Court cases and is now just uh now we have to care about him. <laughs> you know? I read something recently that um actually over the course of your time um in on the Supreme Court, you become more liberal. Like someone like looked at the voting patterns of justices mm-hmm. and over time they all be start to like lean more left the longer they're on the Supreme court. Unless you're Clarence Thomas, in which case you have made seven horcruxes of yourself <laughs> yeah. and are an evil demon. I wonder why that is though. I wonder uh, what happens. Experience it, makes you more understanding. More of- lib. Maybe in the, ca- <laughs> you're, you're eating lunch, you're breaking bread uh, in the cafeteria every day with the, uh, the one or two Supreme court justices that are. Sotomayor is a very convincing woman. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it. also, you're just on there, and I mean, you come in. I mean, you get appointed. You're coming in there hot. You're, you're whatever. Let's just assume you're a Republican in this case, you know, or you have that conservative leaning. You're coming hot. You can, you hear cases. And you're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about that. You know. And mm-hmm. then after a while, you're just like, I just don't have any zest for this as much. You know. Let's just let people have rights or whatever. But then, <laughs> but then you get ideologues or dumb guys who are in there. Uh, like uh, Gorsuch or um, you know, old old rapey guy. Uh, not Alito, but uh, uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, and and they're they're just dumb. They're just like hard, you know, they're just dumb guys. You know, they don't have they don't have thought. They're just I'm a I'm a dumb guy. I'm a dumb guy. I'm here to <laughs> I'm here to do dumb shit. <laughs> All right, I'm here to wreck house. I'm here to tear open the garbage uh, and root through it like a raccoon. You know, um, sure, they're done. They're done learning. Yeah, yeah. So. So, well, uh, that's, that's a good, I like that story. Things ended. That was a positive note Yeah. that, uh, we, that maybe there won't be any more for now. Yeah. That's some, that's some form of campaign finance reform. Yeah. But the thing to really look out for the takeaway from the story is that Mike Bloomberg has a bunch of lobbyists and Pete Buttigieg is going to start getting more money from the financial sector. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it, keep, keep an eye out on that. Uh, and, and hey, it may be come to a debate stage near you. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, and uh, we were going to talk about something else, but we are we're just out of time. We're yeah. out of time we're today. Just, we're just we're, we can't make it. It's not going to happen. Uh, and, so that means you're going to have to tune in next week to keep yeah, uh, keep listening to Ponzi Scream. Did yeah. You, did you, did Gabe? I have to ask. Did you get a text message from Bernie Sanders as well just now? <laughs> I did. Very small donation. Uh, can't, they can't stop. They won't stop. They can't stop. And honestly, I'm. A, I get it. I get I'm okay it. with it. For you a know, very small donation of one hundred thirty-three thousand dollars. Dude, <laughs> honestly, every time Bernie sends me a text, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I mean, let's give a buck. <laughs> yeah, like if I just give a dollar every time, it's kind of fun. So you know? this is a uh, you guys. I mean, before we leave though, th- this is something I was thinking about was. Um, all of these donations that we make, these small donations, they, uh, the credit card companies, they, or there's there's a service charge for yeah. each of these. Yep. So because of that service charge, all of these industries that uh, suck make money, are making a profit off of us giving these little donations. Yeah, yeah. So it's better to give a big chunk at once. Yeah. If you're gonna give, if you're gonna give twenty seven dollars, don't give twenty seven one dollar things. Yes. Give twenty seven dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. give twenty seven. Yeah. It's it's service charges overall gonna be a little bit more favorable. Yeah. Um, it's like one of those things with like two percent plus thirty cents. Because th- these companies that are making the money off the service charges are just gonna be donating all of the money they siphon off of you to uh opposition candidates yeah. and not the candidate yeah, the, that the, you really want the to guy win. who makes fucking credit card terminals 
is not chill. I can, <laughs> I can assure you, he's not just like, yeah, dude, I fucking love Hacky Sack. I love chilling with my bros. Oh, man, I'm a good time. No, like, he is a Mike Bloomberg character <laughs> who's just like, how can I get this money? Yeah, it's a, it's like uh, one for you, one for me. Yeah, for yeah, you, no, he's not chill. <laughs> so, uh, we should but, really do an episode looking into Act Blue. I'd be really curious to, to, oh, to yeah. look into. So I just I just looked them up. They um, the executive director is Aaron Hill. Yeah, I think this is something that we should. And the founders Benjamin Ron and Matt Derbagle, Derbergles. And Benjamin Ron is one of the worst names I've ever heard. <laughs> just bad names in the financial sector. That's like the that, that's really important. Oh, dude, he's like the Ben Ron scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do an episode on Act Blue. Yeah. All right. But uh, this is it for today. Yeah. We're yeah. done. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we want everybody to rate, review, and subscribe. God Tell your friends. You. God bless yeah. you. Tell two people. That you know about the show, because yeah. that's the only way that we really spread the word about it. It really is like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like if starting you subscribe, on subscribe. Yeah, like, yeah. I like starting with schemes and ending with schemes. <laughs> Listen to, yeah, it's like subscribe to Ponzi Scream and you, um, what you get from it is not an episode of a podcast, but the chance to create a podcast that you can sell to five other people and tell them to listen to it. Anyways, okay, uh, that, that's all I had to say about that. God bless you. Good night. Uh, I'm David uh, David Bradley Eisenberg. Gabe Pacheco. I'm uh, Danny Feltz. Still Feltz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Good night. Uh, good night. Peace. Bye. What do you do to relax? What do you do to switch off? Uh, I, I, well, I like to paint. Um, oh, I make things. I like to... What do you make? I make... I have a thing where I make models of... I mean, when I was in like, well, Mayor of London, we build a beautiful... I make buses. You make models of buses? I make models of buses. See, they're going to be in Downing Street. So, so what I do... No, what I do make models of buses, but what I, I make is... I get, I get old, um, I don't know, wooden crates. Yeah. Right? And then I paint them. And they uh, and they have two, two. Suppose it's a wine. It's a box that's been used to contain two two wine bottles, right? Right. And it will have a, 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 a dividing thing. Yeah. And I turn it into a bus, and I so I, I put passengers. You really want to know this? You're making you the, you're I making buses. Make, yeah, you're I making cardboard buses. I paint, okay, no, that's paint. what you do to enjoy yourself. I paint. No, I paint no. the passengers enjoying themselves. Okay, great. On the wonderful bus. Great.